You know what time it is. It's the PB Show. Hey, what's up, church? It's your friendly neighborhood PB back with another episode of, you guessed it, the PB Show. You're listening to episode six, and I am just so ready to dive right in today. Listen, if it's your first time here, I want to say welcome to the family. We want nothing more than for each episode to bring you closer and closer to Jesus. That being said, let's tackle this episode. So today I wanted to address what I believe to be a secret killer of faith and that killer being unmet expectations. I want you to say that with me, unmet expectations. Do you guys remember going to the movie theaters? I know now because of COVID, it feels like it's been years since we've been I had this one family member that I won't say her name, Stephanie, my sister, (laughs) that I would just ask her how she thought a movie was if she got to see it before me. And Stephanie was the kind of person that would just go all out. She would be like, oh, it was amazing. The action was crazy. It was so funny. And oh my gosh, the ending was so good. You're going to love it. (laughs) You ever had that one friend that would just hype up a movie and get you pumped to go see it? At this point, you're convinced that this movie is going to be amazing. You're so emotionally invested and confident that you even start a friend group to go with you. You and your friends go, you buy your $85 popcorn, your sodas on layaway. (laughs) And for all you Christians out there sneaking in your candy under your shirt. Yeah, Jesus saw that you heathen. (laughs) We've all done it. You know, you buy your candy at the gas station that's near the movie theater. You know what I mean? (laughs) You and your friends sit down inside the theater. You got high expectations, right? Because this idea of how it would be was created in you. Then the movie sucks. (laughs) Now all your friends are looking at you inside the theater like you owe them money for buying a ticket to this movie that you made them watch. Stephanie, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for the patience you created in me with all the terrible movies (laughs) that you've suggested. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes in life, we build these kind of unrealistic irrational and unreasonable expectations of how things should be or look like and when our expectations fail us it's actually a harder fall for us now many marriages relationships and friendships are actually broken by unmet expectations because we create these selfish ideas of what we believe things should look like or be like and when those expectations are met what is birthed out is things like division, hatred, anger, and resentment. We allow our pride to sort of create this reality that we choose ourselves to live in. And please understand, I'm not saying not to have high expectations, but what I am saying is to have leveled biblical ones, leveling your expectations, because if we live in our expectations, we evict reality. Come on, somebody. Can I ask you today? If this could happen in our earthly relationships, if this can divide our earthly relationships, if this can break our earthly relationships, how much more could it happen to our divine heavenly one? If this can slip into our earthly relationships, our matrimonies, our friendships, even our family relations, then how much more can it slip into the faith that we have in God? Some of us have accepted Jesus into our hearts as our Lord and Savior, and we had this idea of what Christianity would encompass or what Christianity would kind of look like. 
and it was far from picking up a cross and dying to ourselves daily, right? We had this idea or expectation that now that we have Jesus, we're actually immune to the circumstances of life, when in reality, that just isn't the gospel. And if you have this unrealistic expectation of what it's like to walk with Jesus, that you'd be immune to circumstances. Well, when those circumstances of life would hit us, we would begin to question God and our faith in him would dwindle. I want to really tackle unmet expectations because man, our expectations will influence our decisions in life. Some of you are so hurt right now. You're so broken because you had this expectation of how God would execute something in your life. And because he did not, you've fallen away from him. Listen, I've been there. I had these ideas of how God would move or this idea of how God would execute or even putting God in my own timeline. And when that wasn't done, my earthly expectations weren't met and that would just break me but I had to understand it wasn't about me. I had to get out of my own way. But listen, before we even dive deeper into that, let me explain what expectations really are. Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case in the future. Expectations is kind of like an inclined emotion and thought process because it is a hope that something will be. This is why you've probably heard the statement in your life, I have high expectations for this. Let me ask you, if I climb one step of a ladder and I fell, would I get hurt? Probably not too bad. But if I continued climbing to the top of that ladder and then I fell, now there is a greater possibility for serious injury that'll probably keep me from getting back up, right? I think it's fair to agree that the higher you are, the harder you fall. The same concept applies when the higher my unrealistic or unbiblical expectations are, the harder in life I will fall when they aren't met. Come on, somebody. And when you do fall, you hit the ground and you hit the ground hard. And this ground is kind of like the perfect place for things like bitterness, hatred, disappointment, anguish to grow. You are paralyzed from the altitude which in turn affects your attitude. I'm gonna say that again. When you hit the ground, you are paralyzed from the altitude you just fell from, and that will affect your attitude. This here is what I like to call the devil's playground. Why? Because the enemy has more access to influence your heart during this state of vulnerability. The Bible says that the heart is the most deceitful above all else and when you have fallen from your expectations not being met and you are in this fertile ground for the wrong things to grow the enemy has found the state of vulnerability as an access point to influence your decisions and dwindle your faith thoughts such as you see god didn't do it or look what he's doing in the lives of everyone else or even thoughts like you've been forgotten or it should have happened by now you see the enemy loves to feed into the reality that you've created because you live in your own reality then you evict god's will when you create your own reality and you decide to live in it what you're doing is evicting god's will over your life we've strayed away from the concept 
of God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. And we've built this sort of prostitution of God where he would only receive our devotion, our commitment, and our praise so long as he accomplishes our wants and our desires. Come on, somebody. We've created this theology that God is a divine vending machine that must produce our vision, produce our dreams. But it's time that we get our own, we get out of our own way. My pastor, Pastor Sean, loves to say this, and it's always stuck with me. He always says, we are called to live a life of significance, not success. And if we're living this life of, of this idea where, where we're hunting for success and we have this expectation that God is going to execute this and execute that in our life, but we've never questioned whether it or not if it was his will, the enemy will utilize that moment of vulnerability to strip you away from God. Check this out. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27 says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. But it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Today we are breaking unleveled expectations because if we don't, we are building a house on sand. We can no longer wonder why we keep getting torn down if the foundation of our home is our will and not God's. When we find ourselves most disappointed with life, it's not because something in life has failed us, but rather our expectations of what life ought to be has failed us. When we find ourselves most disappointed with God, God has not failed us, but our expectation of God has failed us. In the same way, our expectations of mankind has failed us, when in reality, we should be prepared for the fruits men will bear, being that all men fall short of the glory of God, yet we have high expectations. This is why some of us can't even forgive our brother and our sister, because we had this idea that they would never fail us, but that's just not the truth of the gospel. The gospel warns us that men will fall short of the glory of God, and if we prepared our hearts for this, we can also do the work of God, which is to forgive. But that's talking about the relationship of man. In the same token, our relationship with God can be affected by our falsely established expectations. But let me encourage your life with this. First Thessalonians 5:18 says this, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in you. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Listen, I know it's hard when we struggle to connect truth with life. We must embrace the limitations of our understanding and also the limitlessness of God. When we struggle to connect the truth with life, we have to come to an embracement of our limitations and also embrace the limitlessness of God. You see, the scope of your understanding should never be the measure of your faith. But I've got good news for you, church. 
God is an expert at breaking expectations. You see, when the followers of Jesus saw Christ lifeless on the cross of Calvary 2000 years ago, they expected that to have been the end. The witnesses believed that they saw an execution of a man when in reality, it was the execution of heaven's plan. Do not allow your expectations to get in the way of God's will. Can I pray for you, church? Lord, I pray today that those listening will be able to realign their expectations according to your will, God. Give them the strength to lay down their pride and get out of their own way. Give them peace of mind and confidence that, Lord, you are an intentional God who moves with purpose. I pray today that their faith and their hope are resurrected from a place of sorrow. Let today be the day, God, that they finally move forward in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the church of God says, Amen. Listen, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want today to be the day. I want to walk you through the best decision you'll ever make in this life. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only truth. And Jesus is the only life. Your life will never be the same if you invite him in today. If that's you today, I just want you to repeat after me. And if you've already have Jesus in your heart, just repeat after me so that we can join in community with our brothers and sisters who are accepting him today. Repeat this, Father God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Wash my sins away by your blood. Write my name in the book of life that I may spend eternity with you. I believe in your death. I believe in your resurrection. And I believe in your second coming. Today, I give myself away. Let your will be done over my life. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the church of God says, Amen, amen, amen. Come on, church. You know how we do it here on the PB Show. We love to celebrate salvations of others. Listen, if you made that declaration today, I want you to know that in heaven, there is a party because of your decision. I love you all so, so much. Thank you for joining me today on another episode of the PB Show. I leave you with these three things. Find a church, find a godly friend, and find your Bible. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Peace. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna, gonna be uh, I got the feeling that you get when you get new kicks Bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah High-fiving everybody, but we out of here Today, today So fast, life comes and goes Make it last, 
best, best slow your road They don't take it as a choice, but you gotta know that Today's the day No, like, honestly, Stephanie, the movies you suggested sucked. They were, they were just terrible. Sorry. I'm gonna be Gonna be, I'm gonna be